Hello, I'm Michael Maboro. Do you have a business or a product that you feel falls in line with the values of our show? Do you also believe that people shouldn't have to read in order to get the news? Do you want to just support the show? Well, now you can. Here at The Shweekly, we are now offering you the opportunity to advertise on our show. All of the proceeds will go to the production of the show so that we at The Shweekly can continue to give you the news every day on a shweekly basis. Go to www.theshweekly.com ads to learn more. Thank you. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Mabaro, and this is The Shweekly. After what is now the 4,000th school shooting this month, lawmakers around the country have started asking themselves, why, oh why, does this keep happening? And what can possibly be done as lawmakers to prevent this from happening again within the next 15 minutes? Today, I speak with New York Times correspondent and school shootingologist, Tony Grattata, about the U.S. government's new initiative, to combat gun violence across the country. It's Schmonday, March 14th. So, Mr. Gratata. Actually, Michael, it's Gratata. It's Italian. So tell me, Tony, why are we here today on our 4,000th school shooting in this month alone? How could this happen? Well, Michael, to answer that question, we have to go all the way back to 1791. this michael it's 1791 people are feeling good the british are gone and following the united states summer of love the bill of rights was born more than a woman more than a woman to me from the bill of rights came 10 amendments guidelines if you will about what it means to be an American. The first one being the grooviest was called the First Amendment. And then after that one came a Second Amendment, which is known today as the Second Amendment, protecting the rights to bear arms, but written to say as guns don't kill people, people kill people. And they've been arguing about it ever since. Hmm. 
can you elaborate on what people have been arguing about? Because guns don't kill people, people kill people seems very clear. Well, Michael, in order to truly understand the issues surrounding the language of the Second Amendment, we first have to understand the historical context surrounding it. Go on. Well, following the American Revolution, the Founding Fathers had the keen understanding that although they are fun toys to play with, guns are also very dangerous. Especially in the wake of the passing of the First Amendment, the right to free speech and religion, the Founding Fathers knew that they needed to get the guns out of the hands of the easily offended. So, there was a consensus among the Founding Fathers that the purchase of guns and the usage of said guns needed to be highly regulated. But the Founding Fathers disagreed on one key issue. I mean, what do you regulate? The, the guns or the people? So, having come to the realization that when it comes to the regulation of guns and the people who use those guns, they are essentially one and the same. So, in order to prevent any loophole seekers from bypassing their amendment, the Founding Fathers drafted the Second Amendment as follows. Guns don't kill people, but people with guns shooting at people kill people. Therefore, individual people should not be able to own guns because they can kill people with those guns. See, in one sentence, the Founding Fathers were able to express in very plain and direct language that no matter which way you slice it, guns or people, people should not be able to buy guns because people kill people with guns. Seems all well and good, right? Yeah. Wrong. Hip-hop aficionado and reggaeton addict Alexander Hamilton felt as though the language of the Second Amendment lacked a certain flair, panache, and... Most importantly to him, rhythm. To Hamilton, the Bill of Rights was no more than a set of lyrics to be recited over a beat during a play about his life. So, at the 11th hour, prior to the ratifying of the Bill of Rights, Alexander Hamilton snuck into the night and, along with a number of other amendments, altered the language of the Second Amendment. So, the Second Amendment no longer read as Guns don't kill people, but people with guns shooting at people kill people. Therefore, individual people should not be able to own guns because they can kill people with those guns. No. Prioritizing how it would sound when wrapped over, the new Second Amendment read as follows. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Completely gutting the Second Amendment and all it stood for. Wow. I love Hamilton. Yeah, Michael, we all love Hamilton. Anyway... With all this historical context, you would think that the Second Amendment would be interpreted as urging the extreme regulation of guns, but no, quite the opposite in fact. In the famous Supreme Court case DC versus Hellboy, Supreme Court Justice Salvatore Blaplop, who, who is also Italian actually, he ignored the relevant historical context needed to properly interpret the Second Amendment. Hmm. That's right, Michael. You see... Justice Bloplop is what is known as an originalist textualist, which means that when trying to interpret the intent of the drafters of the Constitution, he will only stick to the plain language of the text and only look at the historical context when it suits his argument. So, Justice Bloplop, writing the majority opinion on DC versus Hellboy, 
read guns don't kill people, people kill people to literally mean guns don't kill people, but people kill people. Granting individual Americans the right to own guns because it is not the guns that kill people, Michael, but tis people who kill people. Now, I know your audience won't be able to see this, but if you look closely at what I'm putting on our state-of-the-art New York Times official overhead projector, only $24.99 by now at newyorktimes.com slash shop. So what I'm showing you, Michael, is the plain text of the Second Amendment. Uh-huh. Michael, do you see that one Aaron's comma in the middle of the amendment? No. I've circled it in red. Oh, sorry. There are so many commas. There is one comma in the middle of the amendment circled in red, Michael. Oh, oh, I see it now. Well, that right there, that is what's called in the field of grammatology a comma splice. This comma splice is a grammatical error. James Madison, the drafter of the Bill of Rights, had impeccable grammar. There was no way that a comma was placed there by James Madison. No, that comma, that comma is a portal into our understanding of the historical context of the Second Amendment and how Alexander Hamilton butchered it. Whoa. So with 13 minutes left until the next inevitable school shooting, where does that leave us? Following D.C. versus Hellboy, there was another landmark Supreme Court case regarding the Second Amendment known as McDonald's versus the city of Chirac. Supreme Court Justice Clarence, and Clarence's parents had a real good marriage, Thomas, interpreted in a feat of judicial activism within the people kill people clause of the Second Amendment that the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And in the wake of this most recent shooting, the Department of Homeland Security decided to take matters into its own hands. I am tired of these motherfucking shootings at my motherfucking schools! That's angry Nick, Director of Homeland Security, who made the announcement of what the government intends to do to combat the recent mass shootings. That is why the United States government has tasked me with assembling what will be known as the League of Good Guys! Hmm. What is the League of Good Guys? We had an idea. It was called the Good Guys Initiative. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable alphas and some sigmas and a girl and Hawkeye to become something more, to see if they could work together when we needed them to, to fight the battles that we really shouldn't have to fight. You see, Michael... The problem with the police is that when situations like a school shooting occur, they have to comply with codes and procedures. But with the League of Good Guys, the government has carte blanche to act on the periphery of the law in order to stop bad guys who are using guns to break the law. Wow. So who are these heroes? This group of extraordinary individuals will be led by Mr. America. Armed with a riot shield so strong that it could shatter everything from windows in a school to the windows on our very own Capitol building. Then we have Rocket Guy, a man who loses his ability to speak when angry and expresses his feelings through violence with a rocket launcher. And nothing gets his blood boiling more than school shootings and jaywalking. Suffice it to say, he's also jacked. We've got Scorpion Boy, a six-year-old boy genius. Don't let his age fool you, for nothing is deadlier than the machine gun that comes out of his ass. 
like a scorpion. Next, we have Thor Man Guy. Even though Norway has banned guns, that doesn't stop the amazing Thor Man Guy from taking your ass back to Valhalla, New York. With his double tasers, you better watch your ass if he's within arm's length of you. Then, we have arguably the strongest of the group. The girl! Armed with her wits, nanotechnology, and the lost art of gun fu, there's no cat calling this broad. And also Hawkeye. With these six good guys armed to the teeth, with weaponry legal under the Schmeckin Amendment, the bad guys better think twice before shooting up a school, because the League of Good Guys will be there while it's happening to put them down. And to distribute hot cocoa to the survivors! Wow. Those guys sound like some badass patriots. With the League of Good Guys, can we now consider the gun control problem solved? No. Although the League of Good Guys have been very effective in stopping bad guys, the problem becomes when they're stopping bad guys. What do you mean? By the time the League of Good Guys arrive onto the scene in their gunship wing, a bad guy with a gun could hypothetically already have killed 20 to an entire elementary school and a teacher. So the problem that Angry Nick is encountering is... How do you get the League of Good Guys to arrive at the scene before the shooting has even begun? Hmm. So, have they made any progress in finding a solution to that problem? They have been considering a number of solutions. Automated security robots, time travel, tapping into the multiverse. But the fact of the matter is, that technology doesn't exist yet. The next best thing to do is to expand the League of Good Guys. But... They want to bide their time, test out some potential members individually, have them appear in each other's missions sometimes, see how they test and perform. But eventually, what they want to do is have at least one good guy at every school across the country. That will ultimately solve our gun problem. So, I'm seeing on Twitter now that the latest school shooting has just occurred. Although the bad guy has been neutralized, an entire town square has been blown up and the debris is now floating in space. Some scientists are already suggesting that the debris has a 70% chance of falling back to Earth into various schools. What do you think the government would say to that? Well, Michael, I am also on Twitter, where there is now a live video feed of Angry Nick speaking to the press. I know a lot of people have questions. Questions about the League of Good Guys and whether they're doing more harm than good. For example, blasting a piece of Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, all up in Orion's asshole. But what people need to understand is if that if we are going to live in a free country where citizens have the right to arm themselves out the wazoo, then we shouldn't be surprised when an asteroid the size of my ex-wife comes barreling towards the Earth, destroying a number of schools along the way. These are the sacrifices we have to make as a society to protect our freedoms. And if you are unwilling to make such a sacrifice, then you might just be a communist. Bitch! Stupid-ass bitch! Dumb-ass bitch! Broke-ass bitch! Soft-skin-ass bitch! Oh, no-lotion-dusty-ass-having bitch! Thank you, Mr. Gratata. Thank you, Michael. By the way, it's Gratata. Okay, Tony. Raccoon-ass bitch! Oh, fucking... Rat in the street ass bitch, old no clothes having bitch, old naked ass bitch, old stupid ass fat bitch, old 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 dumb ass bitch. We'll be right back. Bitch, communist bitch, red face ass bitch, no money having bitch. 
Have you or a loved one been pushed around by the same guy one too many times? Have you wanted to have violent fantasies about that person but don't know where to start? Hi, I'm Brad Singer from DreamWorks, and our goal is to provide the less imaginative, violent revenge scenarios that they can think about when someone crosses them. It could be your neighbor, that one guy from work, or even your other neighbor. With our patented artificial intelligence, we will come up with a revenge scenario that will not only be gruesome, but will also be tailored to your darkest impulses. Before I met Brad, I didn't know what to do with my unbridled anger towards that shithead stand for my tea. But thanks to DreamWorks, all I had to do was fill out a Myers-Briggs personality test in order to get the revenge scenario tailored to my motherfucking needs. Now I can rest easy knowing that, in theory, I could stab Stan for my tea in the ear repeatedly with that motherfucking cocksucking letter opener he carries around. But that's not all! If you sign up today, our revenge experts will curate a personalized revenge playlist for you absolutely free! Have songs like X Gonna Give It To Ya and Where The Hood At blast in your ears while you think about bashing your boyfriend's head in. Call now! Here's what else you need to know today. Mark Zuckerberg sat down and testified before lawmakers to address concerns surrounding Zuckerberg's metaverse. Through the hearings, Zuckerberg assured lawmakers that he is not in fact making a The Matrix. However, critics of Zuckerberg and his metaverse cite to Meta's new MetaQuest 3, which requires users to lay inside pods filled with amniotic fluid, while cables are hooked up to their nervous system via electronic ports that had been previously surgically implanted. Critics of the metaverse are saying that that level of immersion is too awesome for any normal person to handle. The Shweekly was created, written, and produced by Christian Espinal and Poopy Rubin. Today's episode was voiced by Christian Espinal, Poopy Rubin, and Mackenzie Graves. Our theme music is by Rusty Mac. That's it for the Shweekly. I'm Michael Maboro. See you next week. <laughs>